Hey everyone. I've just finished spending a bunch of time with my family. Um, so with my grandmother, aunt and uncle, and their kids, and it was really, really nice to, to do that. And I got to talk to my, my grandma for a little bit in in that time. And in that conversation, I got to listen to her talk about a bunch of things from her childhood and her personal experiences. And I've, in that interaction, which led to some conversation about current events and the way that we see the world now and the way that things are, it confirmed to me this thing that I'm just deeply obsessed with, which doesn't seem to go away, which is, it's a series of ideas. And first, it's a willingness to be humble and a willingness to listen to someone and a willingness to ask someone else questions and to hear them out. Because when you do that, you allow that person to feel at home. You allow that person to feel seen and identified and understood. You let that person express themselves to you and you let that person open up. And if you're genuinely curious about them and you want to know about them, and you can convey that to them in conversation well it can go a long way as that person can really feel seen heard understood cared for and those are things i think we all want to feel in some way instead of attacked or not cared for neglected ignored not heard so that first idea is just always confirmed to me when I have conversations with her in which I listen to her and I care for her and I allow her to express herself in whatever way that she wants. And that's hard because oftentimes, well, this leads me to point number two, which is that oftentimes if people say things that we disagree with or people say something that we don't believe or something that we are against, we often feel an instinct to express that to them. We often feel an instinct to try to beat down their point and to let them know that they are wrong or that something is wrong with what they're saying or that they are off base. And talking to someone in that way is frankly unfair and unkind in a way that will only turn them off from being willing to listen to you or to hear you or to understand you or to be willing to have malleable beliefs, to be willing to hear you and to hear a different side, to hear a different perspective. And sure, many people may say, well, people are not malleable to changing their minds. I disagree with that because oftentimes we're putting people in quite poor conditions to change their minds <laughs> and if people are going to change their minds and to hear other to hear others out then they need to be in a situation where they feel comfortable enough to change their mind where they feel free enough to change their mind that they're making their own decisions and they're not being forced upon them and also that there's no expectations upon them that they will change their mind but rather you have that conversation and you share the perspective and you open up in that way. And then on the other side, well, 
you allow the person to leave the conversation and not change their mind, but instead to go reflect on what was discussed privately and to perhaps change their mind when they have some time to themselves, which seems to be where most people change their minds, not openly in front of others, but away from the spotlight in a place where they feel comfortable, safe, and alone with their own thoughts. So allowing someone the space to be heard first, and then the space to perhaps hear a different perspective that does not have expectations of them changing their minds and coming to align with that different perspective that is being presented. And third, this thing that I just think is so incredibly important is to find a bridge between their ideas and the ideas that you're presenting. To say, hey, I hear you on this and I understand this. And this is connected to this thing that I think or believe and understand. And there is this bridge that connects us where we are. Frequently in trying to prove ourselves right, in trying to discuss the points of others, we are holding so firm in the points that we have that we're trying to burn the bridge and make the other, <laughs> make the people on the other side of the bridge suffer instead of building the bridge that can allow people to come together amicably and to come together in a way that will allow people to pursue truth for themselves. But it, to do that in a collective manner, to do that in a way that actually allows cohesion, togetherness, and love. Because that's ultimately what is going to be a key driver of relationships, a willingness to change one's mind, a connection. That love and that compassion, which we can have for each other and we can see for each other, whether you be in the highest or the lowest economic or social classes, that willingness to hear each other and to see each other, to recognize each other's struggles, to recognize each other's strengths and benefits, privileges, and at the same time also each other's ignorances and considerations. To recognize the points that people care about and to hear them and to understand the roots of those things. Instead of saying, hey, you have this thought, but to go beyond that and to say, you have this thought, and I understand why you have this thought. I understand why you're feeling this. And I understand what would perhaps cause you to feel this. Or if you don't understand, ask those questions. Why are you feeling this? What has led you to this? What are the other factors in your life that could be related to this belief that you have? I found that to be so important every time that I revisit this idea the way to bring ourselves together and to help people change their minds or to help people discover the world and to be exposed to new perspectives is frequently through relationships. It's through connection. It's through personal, individual relationships in which the context you have for someone else and the context that that other person has for you allows a space of safety to express one's actual current thoughts and the empathy for that person where they are, whether they're above or below the other person. <laughs> and to feel like there are low stakes to being themselves. There are low stakes to expressing their honest beliefs. There are low stakes to 
saying what they currently think and what they currently know. It's hard to cultivate that environment, at least. It's hard to see it be cultivated in our current media and social media environments. But I think that we are all capable of coming together and building those relationships and creating those spaces in which we can communicate with each other, we can share with each other, and we can really leverage relationships to open each other's minds, to share ideas, to create the opportunities for us to come together, share knowledge, understand things better, and to have compassion and empathy for each other. Whether we have no car or a Lamborghini or anything in between. Whether we don't own a house, we're renting the cheapest apartment in the city or we own the most expensive house in the country. Being able to come together and see each other and listen to each other and to have those skills to hear each other out, to share, to listen, to display compassion, to understand that we all have struggles, we're all humans, no matter the position in which we find ourselves, that there is suffering involved, there is pain, and there is also pleasure, happiness, fun. And that there is a lack of knowledge of what it's like to be the other person. Whether you're the person on top looking down or the person on the bottom looking up. You don't know. You simply don't know. And to allow ourselves to come together and to understand each other as individuals. It's simply fundamental. And I find that these interactions that I have continue to remind myself of these key tenets and so much more. This importance of listening to someone else and seeing them where they are, the presentation of new perspectives and a willingness to extend a bridge, compassion, love, all of these things are so important. And I think that they are immensely valuable as we come together and we listen to each other and building and leveraging relationships to do so. I can talk about it all day, honestly. I've just been able to live and see this so, so, so much. Whether it be with my grandmother or with so many different friends and people who I've met across the world in so many conversations. It's just been so, so clear to me. And that willingness to not get offended. That willingness to, to hear someone, to see them for who they are and for their intentions. It's so important. It's so, so important. To not open yourself to that offense, because when you open yourself to that offense, you inherently are making yourself weaker and you're opening the door to breaking and hurting relationships. And it's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel pain. All of us will and all of us must. It enriches the human experience. Yet I do believe that there is merit to asking ourselves the question of, To what good will this anger do thee? What will this offense do to make my life better? What will this offense do to make me a better person? What will the things that taking offense do inside of myself? And how will that translate into my behaviors toward myself and toward others? How will that change my thoughts? How will that change the way I value myself? How will that change the way I value others? How will that change the way that I communicate? and build relationships with others, or perhaps tear them down. 
when I think about that, I don't see many positive outcomes. If we can become resilient and empathic and just say, hey, you know what? I believe enough in myself. I'm strong enough in myself. I am who I am and I am great. I'm good enough. I am who I am and that is enough. To be able to sit there and to be that and to then extend empathy toward those who are offending. It is to say, hey, either you have good intention and you're saying something, something stupid that doesn't make sense or that is unfair or unkind. Or this person has bad intentions and they're saying this thing. That means it comes from a place of pain. That means that they're coming from a deep place of insecurity that they have not yet resolved. And if they're coming from that place, then you should have empathy for them because they are in pain. They have pain and they have things that they need to work on. And you should hear them and see them with love, kindness and compassion because you're seeing the the fruits of their insecurity, the fruits of their pain, the fruits of their ignorance. I just believe that all these elements are so important and I am reminded over and over and over and over again of how valuable they are. Perhaps others would disagree with me, perhaps not, but I want to put this out there and I always want to put this out there. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it and as always, I'll be back soon. In the meantime, much love and please take care. Cheers.